welcome to Feels Like Weezer, where we're going track by track, song by song, through all of Weezer's catalog, from blue to black and on. Um, I'm Eric Nash from Almost Famous Minute. And I'm Zach Frecking-Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at The Informal Log. And to my left today is... I'm Dave Forsyth. I am from Rock and Roll High School Minute and Edge of Tomorrow Minute. Wow. Well, Dave, great to have you. Thanks for you. coming on the show. Yeah. Good to be here, you guys. Edge of Tomorrow is a solid action movie, and I just love Emily Blunt. Like, let's be honest here. Same. Like, who doesn't? Uh, but I need to know your opinion on the title of the original manga. Yeah. What do you? How do you feel about that? Uh, it is... It's all you need is kill is is the original right. title for those who don't know, um, and it's um, clearly translated from another language. <laughs> I think that is like the best way to put that. Yeah, um, that whole movie, I love it that whole, because it it sounds so weird. So that whole movie has naming problems, right? Because it's yeah. uh, the the real name is yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. One. The popular like tagline for it a lot of people think is the title the live right. die repeat um and then the, the manga has a third name so it, it's yeah it's just confusing and then yeah, the yeah, sequel is live die repeat perfectly encapsulates yeah and <laughs> uh, one, of your, one of your recent guests uh robin from fright night minute gave me the best name for my twitter account for that which is live die retweet so oh yeah oh yeah yeah he's great. that's amazing yeah. <laughs> i'm very mad like I'm, it, it's one of those like, uh, I'm so mad that I didn't come up with that. Well, I was struggling with the title Edge Minute for a while, and I was like, I don't like that uh, as a Twitter handle. Um, and he's like, Do this one instead. It's like, Yes, perfect. That's. If I was a creator, like if I was a content creator, because I'm not. Um, oh, but you are. The joke is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you guys weren't laughing, so you didn't. Oh, right. Anyway. Um, if if I saw that somebody was honoring my work by having, you know, something as cleverly written, you know, as a Twitter handle as that, like I would immediately follow them, give them money. So that's all I'm saying. Do you hear that, Church of Scientology? <laughs> Did the Church of Scientology fund that movie? Well, it's Tom Cruise, so yes. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Eric, we're talking about something today. What are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about the, uh, the song Crab. It is the fifth track from the game. I think a lot of people just really just stop right there and go what there's a song called crab uh-huh what could it be about <laughs> well do i have an answer for you eric according to a an interview in 2006 rivers said that crab is about a heterosexual guy's frustration with the opposite sex so there we go that's what it's about case solved thanks for joining us today yeah. um <laughs> There's uh, really no indication, like, the the lyrics to this song could literally be about anything, if you're open to interpretation, because they're very, 
non-committal, as is most of the Green Album, to anything really. So, I don't know. He really avoided being overly specific with this album because he was too specific with Pinkerton, and that was obviously a big failure on many points. Yeah. Um, Uh, Both in my personal opinion and, you know, professional opinion. And if this were an online chat forum, we would throw down, because I've been listening to you uh, bash Pinkerton for I don't know how long, and... In my opinion, that's the only true Weezer album. So, whoa! I'm sorry. Have you listened to Everything Will Be Alright in the End? Have you? Or have you listened to like the White Album? Have you you listened to anything? Well, recently, no. But um, I'm very much a Leslie Jones (laughs) in the uh, in the great SNL Weezer debate. I get you. Yeah, I understand. No, I I understand. I'm in the minority when it comes to Pinkerton. Like, I get that. Yeah, I'm just a very vocal minority about it. and like, I I don't know I, I don't know if you've listened to the last couple episodes there, but I do admit that I like it musically, mm. but lyrically not so much. Well, and, so and I think I'm a lot like Eric. Like the lyrics are just sort of another instrument to me. Like I don't necessarily dig into them for much poetic meaning in my life. I just sort of listen to them in the gestalt of the song. And uh, I hope I use that word right. That sounds like a big word, but um, but. Uh, <laughs> But, um, you know, it, to, to me, it's just how that whole, it makes the whole thing sound. I don't dig so much into it. And, but, I mean, your criticisms of some of the lyrical content being taken way out of context in your, let's say, online communities of young men who are angry at women. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. very valid uh, criticism about about that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, for, for me, um, well, okay, so... When the blue album came out, I was in college, and uh, the the lounge in our residence hall had a television that was on MTV pretty much all day, every day. Um, so when something came on MTV, you you were there, and you'd you'd sort of you'd see it. So I was very aware of uh, Sweater Song when it first came out, and then um, I didn't really pay much attention to it because it was catchy but didn't mean much to me. Uh, but then the Buddy Holly video comes out, and that's very visually appealing thing to watch and um i think at that point i was paying a little more attention to weezer but i very much saw them as sort of a joke band yeah Uh, oh for sure like a gimmicky kind of band um and then um didn't really pay much attention to him didn't really pay much attention to him and then um at some point a friend of mine probably in late 97 said told me to check out pinkerton uh because he and his girlfriend had been listening to it and i gave it a listen and it was very much a sort of uh i was a live music kind of punk enthusiast mm-hmm. and so um weezer kind of became a guilty pleasure to me and uh <laughs> yeah but uh but pinkerton i thought was 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 really very good musically and uh it hit that sort of i mean i was probably 20 let's see what what you i was yeah it came out in 97 95 okay 95 what, okay. What? Right, Eric? No, 96, 97. Even. I'm going yes. to take a little bit from both. And just... <laughs> well, it's probably about 97 <laughs> by the time I got around to it. So I was like 22 at the time and a little angsty, you know, had had, had mm-hmm. my heart broken a few times. And um, yeah, so it, Pinkerton just kind of hit me at the right spot. So that's that's why. Well, I... And I think I think Pinkerton is definitely one of those albums that it, it, the, the your opinion of it changes as you grow i feel like a lot of times and i feel like that's i mean i can say that about literally any song you know true um 
And, but I think Pinkerton, especially because, especially being a young man, you know, I loved it. I'm like, oh my God, I relate so well, do it. Um, but now as, you know, an adult in a happy marriage, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, I'm like, okay, get over it, dude. It's going to be fine. But, um, (laughs) You know, I, I, I get, see, I've, I understand, I understand why people like it. I think it, I think it is a very good album musically. I, but for me, the lyrics are so important because, you know, words are so powerful, mm-hmm. um, and they have meaning, you know, um, that's, it, it just, it just really ruins Pinkerton, you know, um, contrary to the green album where i mean i guess again not contrary the the lyrics just ruin this album so (laughs) well yeah they they definitely got burned by the risk-taking of pinkerton and dumbed it down if you will or smoothed it over or let a record executive smooth it over uh for them they would definitely um you know the the attention junkie that that rivers may or may not be um i think was was hurt by the lack of success and and said i'm i'm gonna go back to what we did and um yeah just yeah. just came out as very bland so so what you, what do you think of crab what do you think of, of this uh tune crab i think is probably my favorite one on green um because it is catchy and the words are so meaningless that it just it it doesn't matter um what the, what they're talking about at all you can just uh it it's one of the few that really can you could just let go and and mm-hmm. move your body a little bit you know it's it's it would make you dance so you can scuttle that's right back and forth that's right you know yeah cramming it up yep i i did get a chance to see uh weezer on the just pre green album tour um Ooh. and they did not play this song um so it was probably a good idea <laughs> well they they played a lot of stuff well they played a lot of stuff that was green and green adjacent like they played stuff that would mm-hmm. be like album bees they basically played a bunch of stuff that no one at the concert had ever heard before because it was <laughs> unless you got the, the leak out of the album right because this was mm-hmm. in well thanks to weezerpedia i know exactly when it was it was uh, uh march 11th of 2001 in columbia missouri um and uh it was be- so that's before the green album had legitimately come out it was before the um hash pipe single had even released so mm-hmm. um so yeah there were a lot of uh pinkerton fans in that audience that were a little disappointed by that show but yeah so um but yeah no I, I, they they didn't play this one um and i remember um like when i f- did eventually hear the album i was like there were a lot of better songs they could have played on that show so <laughs> um well, what what do you think of the song, Eric? Yeah, um, similarly, I, I I really think it's it's got a pretty good and and uh, I don't know familiar in some way. It's 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 that the the word that's repeated so much down, you know, mm-hmm. especially at least you know especially in the in the first uh, verse. I mean, it's, it's certainly done similarly with the two other words on and good for the second and third verses, but that that way that they're um you know cho- choosing the notes to sing for the for those for mm-hmm. when they sing that word you know it's, it's a backing vocal that that repeats it and um yeah it it's it's a cool it's a cool little thing they do um you know and they they really emphasize that 
you know, with with the backing vocals and also, you know, Rivers actually going down with his, you know, singing. Mm-hmm. I think the um, the bridge part where it sort of drops into the minor key as well, um, the, the uh, when they say she said she's feeling mm-hmm. only that, you know, it, it, it falls at the right part of the song to keep it interesting because it's otherwise just sort of a, a pretty simple uh, chord repetition. Um, yeah. And um, I did have a note here that the, uh, the harmonized um, wah effect on the guitar in the very beginning is, is also a pretty, it's a pretty ripping intro, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But the, uh, the, the solo in this song is kind of boring. I don't know if I'd even call it a solo. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just sort of a it, volume increased repetition of the melody, but yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is done. I mean, I think I've already said that on a, on a, one of the previous couple episodes. And you'll, you'll probably continue to say it through most of the rest there. of the green yeah. album too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh-huh. but you know, this, this is a very effective pop tune, right? It's like, we've got it is. Uh, yeah. a very repeatable, chorus or a very repeatable verse that people can really get in and sing along to if they even understand that you're saying the word crab i don't know um and uh Uh and it's you know then it like moves into that to that minor bridge and the little solo back to the verse and it's you know it's 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 easy predictable effective i think um pop Mm -hmm. pop song so uh i think i think the biggest problem with this song is the word crab just in general (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wait, because I like I know the song's crab. I get that, but I'm like, I hadn't looked up the lyrics or anything. I'm like, why is this called crab? I don't understand. Because I thought he was saying crying, like crying, crying if you want her, she won't be coming down, or cry if you need it. You know. Yeah, I think cry. That's what I thought it was. I think cry would have been my um, thought for for what they said as well. Yeah. I don't even think I got that far. I think I just went, yeah, yeah, if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind he of- just screams into the mic. That's, you know. It's, it's a, I mean, like, I can understand Rivers's, you know, uh, meaning here about how this is, you know, a guy being frustrated with women, you know. Um, I, I, I get that, but it's not, like, a good song so <laughs> so what what do you think he means by the word crab then like is he talking about being crabby like a crybaby kind of crab or i think so okay. um it's like hey well you know you can it's essentially like well you can cry if you want to but it's not like that's going to do any good you know yeah um and that's why i that's why i was thinking that the word was cry and i think that the song would be a thousand times better if um this song was not featuring the word crab um it, it i just you know you're it, and you look at the album it's in between island in the sun and knockdown drag out it's crab crab yeah crab i just crab i it didn't it didn't grab me uh it didn't grab me uh although i do want to point out the lyric crab at the booty Tank gonna yeah. do no good. That, which there's a couple of double entendres there. So. I was gonna say that that brings me to sort of a stretch of a of a um, 
an opinion of what this song might surreptitiously be about. That's what we're all about here. Yeah. So, so stretch away. With it. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you um, if you look at Rivers' quote, right, that it's about a he doesn't say it's about a guy's frustration with the opposite sex. He says it's about a heterosexual guy's frustration with the opposite sex, right? So there's mm-hmm. he's got this clue in there that he's saying like this is still very man on woman sort of thing but i think that the rest of the song is about a heterosexual guy maybe wanting to do butt stuff with his uh with with his lady friend and she doesn't want any part of it you know i think that's the first time the phrase butt stuff has been said on this podcast and i'm really surprised that we made it 32 episodes yeah yeah to be 100 percent honest so um congratulations your cha- your uh, your trophies in the mail thank you thank um you. but yeah i can kind of see that i i and i think the i think the intention behind it was like at the booty like trying to get the booty right. like doing it right um just in general i think that's what the intention is but it's also you know I, I, I think yours is more valid, like in 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 an artistic sort of way. Like if I was if this was a poem written by, you know, someone like Pablo Neruda came up and he's like, <laughs> "Yo, check this out. This is a poem called Crab," and I'd be like, "This is brilliant, Pablo Neruda." Uh, you know, especially when you're talking about the booty. What do you mean there? And he'd be like, "Whatever." And I I, I would almost take it more as yours, but. Uh, I'm going to build on to that. He's not heterosexual. He's bisexual. Interesting. Okay. So it's it's more that he wants maybe some butt stuff performed on him. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could I could definitely <laughs> see that. What a great phrase. Butt stuff performed on him oh okay uh, <laughs> like just having that like butt stuff performed on him can you put that on a shirt eric oh of course no logos like i, I yeah, we don't <laughs> we're not doing any art on that shirt but um oh my god i um now now, now we, we so we said you said the next line mm-hmm. taint gonna do do no good mm-hmm. just just to be clear <laughs> you want to go yeah. to, uh, it's actually, a, it's not Urban Dictionary, it's Dictionary.com. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's of course, it's, it's it's noun and it's slang and vulgar. And it's, just just to make sure, I mean, because I've, I've been hearing it for a few years now. Not my whole life, that's for sure. I don't know when it really came uh-huh. about, but um, just in case some listeners aren't, aren't too clear. The area between the testicles or vulva and the anus. The perineum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, but that's not what this word is. It's an, it's a, I was going to say attraction. It's a contraction. But it's, um, it ain't going to do no good is how it's well, supposed to be. But that's what, but, but that's, but, but, but it's in dictionary.com as T apostrophe A I N T. No, no. And apostrophe. What? Yes. Hmm. No way. Yes. I, well, right, because we technically the the slang yeah. for that means that it it taint the balls and it taint the butthole, so it's yeah. the area in the middle, right? It's not Guys, my mom Latin listens to this. Like, yeah, okay, like, <laughs> hey, welcome, Mama Zach. Good to see you. Good to hear you. Good to hear from you. Buy that shirt. Uh, 
please send us an email uh, about how you feel about this. Feels like Weezer at gmail.com. Um, Does this trip please the put exp- taint in the subject line. Does this trip the explicit tag? I mean, I, I'm going to at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, you know, make note. Uh, <laughs> explicit talking about butt stuff. Um, okay. Do we have other things to say about the song that are not, um, so genitalia related i do add a couple of things i there's i listened to this song a, a lot uh, in preparation for this i just kind of put it on repeat as i was listening and organizing my thoughts um mm-hmm. and uh so there's a weird like i think the the song actually starts to fade very very subtly at at a minute 58 so you know, maybe next time you're listening to this, kind of listen for that. But it's possible that I'm crazy or or something like that. But it's so that leaves almost like a minute plus of fade to the song if I'm listening correctly. Like it's what? getting quieter. Yeah, yeah. Like it's when, when like did, it's, at, at what point did you say about a minute, minute fifty eight? Well, that that's less than a minute left. Oh, less than a minute left because <laughs> okay. it's only two minutes but it's, thirty five seconds. <laughs> okay, at least the official released one. Yeah, right. There are other. Vo- there's at least one other version that has uh, some other. Was your headphones slowly coming I, out? You know, was that's there? what I thought at first. I was like, "What's wrong with my headphones?" And I, I played it several times, and yeah, it, it was weird. Um, mm-hmm. That's really strange. And the other hmm. note I had for this is uh, another another song by song podcast called Ramones of the Day, um, yeah. which is a great podcast, by the way. Um, great title, yeah, and a great title. Uh, that's another one of those like high five for that title. But um, they did a. Um, um, would go to setlist fm and look at how many tong- yeah. times a song was played live for every song and so i did that for this one and crab is tied for number 50 with 57 plays um and just for reference buddy holly is the most with 1249 <laughs> wow that's very surprising yeah and it's actually below their cover of song two wait wait what really yeah yeah it's they've they've played song two which is a cover, which is not their song. Right, 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 right. Yeah, more times than they've played Crab live. Oh, Crab. I thought you meant Buddy Holly. Oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, no I'm way. Yeah, Crab. Like, crab they, is... don't like bl- <laughs> they don't like Song 2 that much. Crab is below Song right. 2, yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's number two? I gotta know what number two is. Oh, that's, is that's it, a good question. On. I don't know. Is it Say It Ain't So? No, no. It'll be... I'm gonna say Say It Ain't So. I'll have to... I, I just had it written down. Early. So. You know, yeah. Right. You don't have it pulled up right now? I, I don't, but I can do it quickly. Hurry, hurry, I'm working, hurry. I'm working. The internet's on, so, we don't so want, slow. We don't want to, you know... Uh, dead air so <laughs> eric let's vamp for a little bit um uh, uh, oh no hold on number two <laughs> is undone the sweater song mm. oh number three is saved, my second so. guess mm. interesting i mean not surprising but interesting 
And there, I, I like... forgot about that feature with that website, and I have used it before for other things, but I had not thought about uh, checking out Weezer yet on it. So there you go. Thanks for that. Heads Am up. I going to have to go back through and re-edit, <laughs> the tag on re-re-edit the episodes? A <laughs> now this is a this is a crowdsourced piece of information, so um, it's entirely likely that it's not very accurate but it, it gives you a good up down scale in terms of mm-hmm. their their desire to play it live so which is about middle of the road yeah yep because they have over like 120 some songs i think i don't know how long are we doing this podcast oh, for yeah, no, it's, it's more than that <laughs> so i um don't have any strong feelings about the song one way or the other it's very much a middle of the road song i feel like um it's very repetitive. It's very uh, simple. You got anything else, Eric? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I, agree. I, I understand it being simple, and, and uh, I, I, I am on the side of liking it. You know, um, I'm definitely more than you are, uh, Zach, and I, I think I think uh, Dave is Dave and I are similar with our with our uh, not caring so much about lyrics, too mm-hmm. often at least. Um, but, but even, even I think finding out the lyrics and, and, and digging into this one, I, I, I certainly liked it more than my first, you know, or, or not my necessarily my first, I mean, I can't even remember when I first heard it when I first listened to the green album 10 plus years ago now, not, not right away. Well, I, I thought it was out. all just one long song. So, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think there are some songs that are to come that are a little more on the repetitive side, but I think this is still in the good side and, and and all i have to do is remember that first verse again the word down and i can immediately have it back in my head the word crab not not as much but because <laughs> uh-huh. like you said i you know i i certainly didn't know okay well which one's crab again you know mm-hmm. um it was definitely one that i had to i had to re-listen to a lot of these i can just be like oh i've heard this so many times i can play it in my head but i'm like okay crab which one's that mm-hmm. one <laughs> you know and then you know when you hear that that opening riff because honestly the opening riff is pretty good like yeah it, it's it's got some kind of cool stuff um but i just it's not it's not very memorable you know and i think that's a lot of what the green album is is that there's just a lot there's like two really memorable songs that happen right at the beginning and then after that it's like okay we're done here <laughs> so Basically, what I'm saying is, doing this podcast has made me realize that I don't like Weezer. I guess so. Weezer does suck. Uh oh, so. it's one of those. Weezer's pretty awful. I, I got to uh, tell you that part of the reason that I'm very interested in this podcast, um, in addition to you know my my please love, please tell us that way we can maybe <laughs> adjust our marketing or what have you. My love, right? Like, what do people come to us for? Well, my love for Pinkerton and my. Um, I enjoy the Blue Album quite a lot, is what, you know, initially draws me here. I do, even though those are the only two Weezer albums I've ever owned and listened to all the way through, um, I would say uh, I am still a, a Weezer fan, strangely enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I I want to hear you guys convince me more about some of the later material mm-hmm. that you guys love. Um, and I'm actually oh, okay. sort of interested to hear you talk about Ratitude in full because you disliked Pinkerton so much and you dislike Ratitude so much that maybe I'll like Ratitude. 
Oh, no, 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 oh, no, okay, no, 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 right. no, no, that is not the case at all. Um, all right. No, it's, I, like, I, I would put Pinkerton, like, solidly in the middle of my, of my Weezer song ranking, or Weezer album rankings. Ratitude will always and forever be at the bottom. The, the name alone earns it a pretty low spot. I've never heard what's It does on. have an awesome cover, though, oh. and then, like, the album itself is actually really aesthetically pleasing like it's a dog jumping and then on the back it's like them just riding bikes and i'm like this is is awesome you know it looks like a like dad's just trying to have a good time you know um so so just looking at that it raised your expectations too high oh my god so high is that they were so high and they and 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 then the 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 lead-off song if you're wondering if i want you to i want you to is uh, amazing it's so good please ignore the crying child in the background um we have a young kid it this is just what happens you are forcing um, her to listen to ratitude that's why that's what it is <laughs> joe turn off the ratitude um but it it's it's just it's not good whereas pinkerton i i can i can honestly say i know it's a good album and i know what it has done for music in general is incredible um but basically, you if you like Pinkerton, that's fine. If you like Ratitude, I don't. I don't think you have a good opinion. Um, so I'm sorry, Condra. That's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So that's that's all I've got for for this one. Mm-hmm. So and for you know, well, but thank you for for the kind words. Uh, you know, for me, it gets better. Later Weezer is better Weezer for me. Um, so I seem a little negative with these, this album and last album. But as we go on, I like them progressively more and more. So, you know. With, with the exception of Ratitude. With, with the, the exception of Ratitude. That, that, is, that is like a, that is a bowl, you know, uh, very, it's awful. It's, it's so bad. Um, who's covered this song, Eric? <laughs> Guess what? No one. Well, I'm not, not surprised. Not, to- not totally no one, but no one of you know, no one that I that I found through my through my source. Not some um, seafood you know, has, has, re- has released it. Has released it as a recording. What's that? There's no no seafood themed band out there that. No right. Oh, interesting. This is a perfect song for monkey pirates to cover. I'm just saying. <laughs> and, and and ocean yeah. man and yeah yeah yeah. Yep. Um, but but I certainly I did uh, quickly uh, check out you know on YouTube okay uh, a. A live acoustic couple guys with guitars and and I think both singing you know at points at least. And only thing only thing I watched the first half of it and a little bit slower too. And it really I think it really made me helped me you know come around even more on it you know from from some first thoughts I had you know going back going mm-hmm. back like I said ten 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 or so years ago when I really kind of kind of kind of eventually first found a Green Album and. Then more recently for this show. Uh, so, uh, Dave, you know how our rating system goes, yep. right? Now, is it zero um, to ten or one to ten? <laughs> we've never had a zero. Okay. Uh, I mean, I have a feeling you're not going to give this a I'm zero, not. but I'm just I, here. We go. It's canon. I, zero I, I to think, ten. Yeah, I think zero. I think zero is a definite. Uh, it's a valid vote. Should should be in there because then because you because when we combine the scores and so forth, then we could have. Point fives Ex- or something maybe. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. yeah, you might give something the zero, and I might give something one. We don't have a guess. We get point five. There we go. 
I that's a distinct possibility yeah. in the future. It's uh, like half a star. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There um, are movies like The Room that get half a star. <laughs> oh, but it deserves so much less. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, okay. So zero out of ten. Zero to ten. What do you think? I'm gonna give Crab, which is my favorite song on the Green Album, a four. <laughs> <laughs> So, 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 despite the one or two maybe that you should be coming back for, right? Songs, yes. Besides those, are any of the others you think zeros? Um, or just like one, twos, and threes? Yeah, I would say that. I would say I would say that it's probably a good yeah. two to three a- average for for the Green Album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah. Wow. So, uh, uh, so, so Zach, I'd like to hear what you'd like, what you'd rate. Oh song. boy! Crap. I mean, I was I was gonna give it a five, but <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a competition. You get it what well. you want. I think I, I like. <laughs> good God, that was that was very funny. Thank you for that. I really needed it. Um, so I'm I am gonna give it a five. I think it's just a very middle of the road song. Um, it's not great. It's not terrible. You know, like when I think of other songs that I think are worse, you know, like uh, Get You, garbage, garbage song. So, you know, I like it better than Get You. And apparently I like it better than you, Dave. Yeah, so that's great. I have a theory that every song in the universe is someone's favorite song. They just have to find that right pairing. But oh, boy. I'm very sorry for the person whose favorite song is The Girl Got Hot um, from Ratitude. Uh, what about you, Eric? What do you think? I'm giving this song an eight. Wow. <laughs> what I, is I really, going I really on? do like this song. I, I really, you know, I, I can't, like, like I said, I before I, you know, without having listened to it a few times, quite a few times now, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would have probably given it a five or a six, but I really came around on it. So, you and I, I do have to say, uh, Dave, you're you're you talking about it has brought me around to a little liking it a little more. You know, because mm-hmm. um, I I can kind of see. It. I mean, for what it's worth, I guess. Um, I, <laughs> you know, but. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's that, I guess. Uh, well, so- in, in a little addition, just real quick, if I may compare that to a couple of the songs from the Blue Album, oh, okay, that I gave less, like Holiday and No One Else. Hmm. I mean, hmm. I really would rather have this in a playlist mixed in with Say It Ain't So and and uh, The Good Life, you know. Okay. I think if I was trying to get someone to not pay attention to a section of my playlist or mix CD, I would totally put this song on it. <laughs> they, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't throw up in, in revulsion. No, yeah. But they they just wouldn't pay much attention to like it. Like if I had a, a mix so, CD where I only had wow. four songs that were absolute scorchers I was going to put at the beginning and the end, and I didn't know what I was going to put in the middle, here you go. Cram. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... Pinch hitter, oh, isn't boy. it? 
Uh, so thanks for coming on the show, Dave. Yeah. Uh, um, where can we find you online? Oh, sure. So both of the podcasts I mentioned earlier uh, at the top of this show, uh, the Rock and Roll High School Minute and the Edge of Tomorrow Minute are both in pre-production at this point. So if you head to the Facebooks and you look for the accounts for those and like them or join the associated listeners groups, and those are very hopeful terms at this point, listeners groups, I hope we someday will have actual listeners. Um, uh, you'll... So may, may I ask, yeah. what 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 is there a reason why you're why you have two that are in pre-production? Yeah, well, because the first one, um, I, I I joined, I got into it with a, a partner who um, is the perfect partner for that song for Rock and Roll High School Minute. Yeah. Um, but scheduling with him is very very difficult. We've we ah, recorded yes. our first episode almost a year ago, and we have eleven episodes in the can at this point. So, nice. yeah, so that one's going to be sort of a long drawn out unless I want to like release one a quarter. Um, it's going to be a while before we fully get to the point where we're dropping them. And then the, I thought I was hard to schedule yeah. with, but well, um, that makes me feel a little better. <laughs> well, as soon as we as soon as we started scheduling things, he bought a lake house. Um, and then so like the weekends were then at the, at the lake house. So it's. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, boo hoo. Yeah. Yeah, you know me. Is that what with we my, can't do next week. I should really just with my two hundred thousand dollars in debt. I don't have two hundred thousand dollars in debt. It's closer to actually. Oh God! Yeah, I have about two hundred thousand dollars in debt. It's best to not. Yeah, you totally. just had a kid instead. Yeah. Twenty-seven, baby. Um, lake house kid. Yeah, well, you know that's that's what we call the the lake house. Actually, is our child, quote unquote. <laughs> um, no, I I, I I don't mean to disparage your co-host. They're doing very well for themselves, sure. but yeah. you know, I'm just saying the people who own lake houses are probably part of the one percent, and I just by well, nature don't like them. This is sort so of like a, I'm joking. a run. This is totally more like a joking. river house than a lake house, honestly. Mm. But oh god, that's then you're on the other yeah, side. Right. Like <laughs> it's like a one step above swamp house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredibly mean. I'm cutting all of that out. Um, <laughs> So are you on Twitter or anything like that? Uh, yeah, personally, you can find me around the internet uh, in most places as Sir Jerkface. Um, <laughs> in both Twitter and the Instagrams, uh, you can go look at my accounts and there's not, I'm more of a follower than a than a poster on most of these things, mm-hmm. but I'm out there. Uh, well, and you can find me on Twitter at The Informal Log. Uh, find me on Instagram, Z Smith B. Grayman. Uh, so, and you can find me, uh, like I said at the beginning, uh, at Almost Famous Minute. Uh, going through that movie one minute at a time uh, and also Watchmen Minute where we went through the movie and now we're back for the HBO show doing uh, episode by episode recaps so next time will be uh, track 6 Knockdown Drag Out Oh, I, I, I totally messed that up. Can we do another one? Nope, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> no, you get one done. Damn Sorry, it. bud. I didn't <laughs> realize I was supposed to, like, continue the rhythm. Oh, man. All right, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, whenever you guys are ready. For, for uh, to, to start the show? No, I thought we were going to do it. Oh, you want to do it again? Okay. Yeah. No, Let's I was making again. a joke. Oh. Eric, we've been doing this for how long? <laughs> and you don't know when I'm being sarcastic? Okay, here we go. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 